Hello everyone, welcome to Candid Cafe. I'm your buddy Raj. With Candid Cafe, my effort is to bring you some interesting stories and chat with some amazing people from different walks of life who are doing great stuff. As someone said, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination and life to everything. Musicians are amazing storytellers. Every song has a story to tell. Every instrument and every note has a story to tell. In fact, we can find music in everything that's around us. Nature offers beautiful melodies to us. All we need to do is keep our ears open to listen to those wonderful melodies. I can get lost in music for hours. In my mind, music is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to the mankind. Talking about music, we have an amazing personality on the show today who has music in his genes. He's a trained singer, electronics engineer, and a Harvard alumnus. He was the MD and CEO of India's only international format radio station, Radio One. And before that, he has spent many years in advertising in senior leadership roles. Now he has dedicated himself to music full-time, creating some amazing music and providing holistic support to artists to create music and make their music go places in the digital world. His songs are creating ripples in the international music charts in the US and Europe alongside artists like Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande and many others. Well, he was my boss during my stint at Radio 1 a couple of years ago. And he's one of the coolest bosses I have ever worked with. Well, we are talking about the talented Vineet Singh Hukmani. Hi Vineet, welcome to Candid Cafe. Hi Raj, thank you for inviting me to Candid Cafe. It's wonderful to be here and that was such a lovely introduction. It was a great pleasure being with you while we were working together in Radio 1 and uh, kept in touch after that also for so many years. Uh, wonderful to, to be here and thank you for inviting me. Thanks for being part of my show, Vineet. I'm all excited today. Before we get into the music bit, why don't you tell our listeners uh, your story, your early days, your childhood memories, etc. Yeah, well, uh, I think Every memory of mine, uh, you know, somehow had the uh, music as a parallel, whatever else I was doing. So I have, uh, you know, if I ever play back my own memories, it is literally a chapter in music that was unfolding at every given point in time, you know. So as a kid, I was born in Kuwait and uh, my father, uh, I probably inherited his genes for music. We've always had a music room at home, you know. Uh, so everybody looks for a house, they say, okay, let's have three bedrooms, four bedrooms and we look for a house we always had a bedroom and and then we always said ah this is the music room you know so my father actually uh, trained us all in the instruments you know uh, having instruments in the music room it gave us access to learning and and things like that and uh, even then i think when i was probably in seventh standard or in eighth standard I, in kuwait radio was very big uh, you know so uh, fm radio and listening to all the hits during that time and I would lie down and you know close my eyes and listen to all this music and I could imagine even at that young age that 
I would probably want my songs to play some day to be on the radio, you know, and uh, make wonderful music, you know. So that was the early days, and then school. Uh, even in even in school in Kuwait, I think music was encouraged a lot by the teachers. So apart from you know you being having to be good in your studies, uh, in Kuwait uh, there's this whole uh, you know art circle that they used to call it. You had to excel in something, you know, whether it was music or art or so at that very early age also at 9th and 10th i was already in a band in school uh, we used to play a lot of the pop hits english pop hits at that point of time you know and that kind of helped me to uh, how do you say uh, you know overcome stage fright and and all these things but college is really where i i probably apart from doing my engineering uh, uh, you know i really got a, a lot of exposure to rock music and that's where i formed a rock band we were one of the few rock by rock street journal at that point the top 14 bands in india i think that stint uh, really told me that uh, you know it's just not about making music but you know performing in front of a crowd and uh, you know how to get uh, used to all those kind of things that's that's like uh, really critical you know uh, post that i think advertising days uh, music was there and i was i was so busy with my career uh, and then i took a break to do my mba with harvard and you know things like that and and then uh, Uh, you know it just took a back seat from there onwards but i was always following it you know at some emotional level um but you know just uh, you know doing the normal thing that people do earning your daily bread and uh, you know going from you know how do you say uh, one job to the other or one career move to the other uh, yeah. till it you know you know helps you you know uh, it's like following the path where wherever your destiny or work takes you you know yeah So when did you move to India? So we moved to India in uh, in 1985 when I had to do my engineering uh, because uh, till that we were in Kuwait and my father uh, preferred to actually buy a house in Cyprus. So from Kuwait he moved directly to Cyprus, uh, okay. and uh, I had to come to India for my engineering because I sat through the engineering entrances and this is the India was the place where I got admission and then from there onwards I decided to stay here. You know. even now most of my family lives abroad uh, okay. it's uh, but i i just love living here so that's why i'm here vinith you had an interesting career in the corporate world you worked with companies in the advertising and radio business at leadership roles uh, tell us about the interesting times that you spent in the corporate world i think every uh, you know uh, i've been lucky because i've worked across uh, various uh, how do you say sectors or categories you know and uh, everything uh, teaches you something you know i mean i'm a learner for life so uh, you know that's uh, my my way of evaluating everything that i did in the corporate world is just based on what did i learn uh, you know from this so my first job i i'm an r&d engineer i was an electronics engineer so i my first job was in r&d and uh, the the 3 and then in project engineering you know and then the one thing that i learned from there apart from skills and things like that i think life learnings are really important i learned that uh, there were so many people doing exactly what i was doing in those companies uh, so i was not able to differentiate myself uh, or to get uh, really you know uh, find no way to excel or to get noticed you know uh, so while i really respect what i learned there i think my life learning was that you need to be in a in a place where uh you know you get notice for what you do you know and uh in my in my advertising days i think that was uh, uh something that really worked 
uh, where every pitch for new business or every new brand idea that you cracked uh, you had to be different uh, in order to survive in advertising no and uh, so i was like probably made for that uh, that line of work for marketing for advertising uh, things like that you know and then uh, uh, post that uh, when world space started in uh, in india we were one of the uh, you know founder team uh, just four or five of us who actually sat in a business center and Uh, conceptualized this whole thing when when world space came to india uh, and i think there the learning was uh, really that uh, you know you always i mean if you uh, remain in startup mode uh, you can't really go wrong because you have to you have to really keep on trying new things and never get comfortable uh, and things like that so while uh, the company didn't really kick off at a global level because of various other financial issues and all that i think my learning from that was look you can't give up and and you know you have to keep trying uh and and remain in startup mode you know i think from there onwards i have always been in startup mode i've never uh, looked at myself as ever being somebody who would you know kind of dwell on his uh, you know all the things that you've achieved or anything you know so from uh, from those place from world space i went uh, went to indigo radio we founded that um then post that uh, i started this uh, you know founded uh, along with a few again very very uh, good friends post the advertising thing a uh, uh, advertising agency which was owned by samsung which is called chael and uh, chael samsung is chael is actually the holding company of samsung and uh, there i think we were uh, always up against the tide because we were a new uh, you know advertising agency and it ended up being the highest capitalized billing per uh, employee agency you know and uh, so again uh, that whole thing of being in startup mode really helped and then in 2007 when tarik ansari uh, you know uh, he he uh, you know and me got together and uh, he explained to me look radio is a big opportunity and imagine i what i told you about my radio uh, days you know as a teenager uh, yeah. you know hoping that one day i will get i think this was uh, life coming full circle where musically parallelly i had grown but in leadership roles where tarik offered me this opportunity saying that you know you can run this business the way you think Uh, it will work you know and yeah. uh, i don't think ever be that freedom at the point of employ you know when you're getting the job you know uh, it only look at yourself as a as a as a as a co-founder look at yourself as this because we are starting from scratch and and uh, you know take it the way you you want to do and uh, some of the best years of my work life were uh, in this company uh, radio one where i spent 13 years and and uh, we you know kind of broke all norms did various crazy things and uh then finally we were able to sell the business successfully uh to the hindustan times group uh and post that i think uh, i've uh, uh done uh, a consulting firm which we also sold because like i said it was in startup mode and somebody um, you know found value in it and then bought it and then i ended up find you know uh, starting greatsong.world uh, which is now actually the both i guess the both parallel paths of music and business uh, finally coming together you know the at this at this juncture you know great so that are the fabulous uh, endings that you played and um, now back to where your heart is <laughs> yeah i guess uh... <laughs> great okay now let's talk about your music congrats on the great work that you're doing with your music and creating ripples internationally So how, how do you create such global chart toppers? What's your uh, secret formula? See, I think uh, 
there is no secret formula really there is uh, you know you have to learn to play a game i'm mm. sorry i'm calling it a game but uh, you know when you do something commercially you need to mm. understand the rules of that process that commerce process you know mm. uh, and then play uh, along with those rules but also find a way to excel at at, at each of those rules and and uh, some of those mm. things you will be able to excel because you already know those things and some of the things you don't know so you have to uh, you know get somebody to teach you uh, and you should never be you know afraid to ask look i don't know this so can you help me you know can you uh, you know help me get to the next level so in yeah. 2020 uh, uh once i was you know kind of uh, free of my radio one responsibilities mm. my first uh, i i kind of gravitated towards uh, doing music for my for my kids band you know they were they were 11 12 they both play music and i said uh, you know let me just uh, create some uh, song for them and we did a song called 2020 which was about looking at the year in a very hopeful manner uh, sure. not knowing that 2020 would work out <laughs> end up being <laughs> such a bad thing you know pandemically <laughs> and all that but uh, uh we uh, that song uh, you know i i kind of of all those years of listening to you know a lot of english music and not just listening to it creatively but i think listening mm. to it technically listening mm. to things uh, you know how they do and actually following various artists career paths i think i didn't even know that i had learned so many things uh you know subconsciously uh because sure. of being so passionate about music and watching that sector closely So once my kids song was ready I uh, I was actually just you know playing it for a few people and uh, through our radio days I came in mm. touch with a lot of other radio professionals across the world you know? um, yeah. uh, through you know uh, NAB and you know all the other broadcaster conferences things like that uh, yeah. and then I had the you know opportunity of sitting through one of the Spotify curators conferences you know things like that while I was uh, sure. you know in this transition uh, phase so everybody who heard the song said you know this is like really this is really nice i mean you should you should just polish it up a bit and and it's ready you know you you can actually release this you know so i i didn't sure. even know what this meant you know what do you mean you just release it uh, <laughs> because everybody is releasing music i mean everybody is putting something on spotify apple and they call it releasing you know uh, sure. but uh, i felt that there must be something more to this you know it just can't be like a music label once they take your music is a the way yeah. they launch the song they release it they you know there's a bunch of things they do to amplify the power of the song you know uh, kind of yeah. thing so now i yeah. met uh, steven wrench he's a he's a you know very good friend he's a grammy award jury member and yeah. during the course of you know trying to find a you know a way to do this song with my what what my kids had produced and he had produced um so uh, steven told me that look you know you you have what it takes you're a good songwriter and you you understand how to make music and and you're a good producer yourself because you made the song yourself you done the instrumentation the engineering everything uh so why didn't you try this out and uh, releasing a song really means that it needs to be accepted on thousands of radio stations in the US and Europe that's what release really means um so i said uh, so you know this is going to be expensive or you know i was pretty you know a little skeptical about it uh, so steven actually told me look let me do this for you and you will discover for yourself what so he actually believed in the song took it uh, sent it out to all those thousands and thousands of radio stations over the world because his company music and film actually uh, does this as uh, as a business for the last 11 years you know they are radio placement uh, uh, you know uh, promotion uh, radio placement promotion company you know and the, the kind of response we started getting was amazing people from all over the world you know writing in or or uh, you know the song being written about and 
and things like that you know so uh, that kind of opened my eyes to this whole concept of of uh, you know what what really happened and um, so uh, thanks to steven i was able to understand that you know true discovery of music on the other side of the world irrespective of where you're from it doesn't matter whether you're from asia africa wherever you're from uh, unless you know you're not on radio uh, you cannot be discovered so to speak music discovery happens because radio still today reaches about 9 billion people cumulatively when a new song is released um, yeah. and so i understood that uh, i think uh, it is critical to be on radio and uh, obviously the other critical thing is access so which is uh, you know uh, people need access to music and where your spotify is apple your amazon music these play a very critical role because that's where uh, people you know have easy access to music and obviously they are the people who are also paying uh, the maximum royalties to the artists and stuff like that so that's where music kind of you know you know uh, digital streaming is important and and the third thing is uh, anything that uh, steven said that you can do to amplify the prospects of the song uh keeping audio at the core of it you know where uh, which is a form of marketing but very sure. focused on what the song is about not really what the artist is or what you know what clothes you're wearing or uh what your fashion statement is or, or who you are as a personality i find that uh, most of the you know uh, uh focus in the west uh mm. you know is really on the music is not really on the person or the personality and the person and the personality develop through the music you know it's it's not like you yeah. start personality first you know so all these learnings uh, you know happened quite quickly and because i was keen to to kind of uh, you know do this i started then uh, you know uh, working backwards from these learnings and then started producing songs commercially according to this you know so uh, the first i think the most critical learning was the radio one and okay. uh, saying that radio radio needs to uh, you know help you get discovered and so then my automatic question to steven and to other people whom i met in the business was what should i do uh, what are the two or three things that should i do to get accepted by radio mm-hmm. uh, so the three you know things told to me at that point in time was very simple that first is your song must be of a very clear genre because radio in the west is either rock or pop mm-hmm. uh, chart music that is chr top 40 or adult contemporary or uh, you know uh, hip hop and r&b or gospel or country you know they need to know the format because these are very strongly targeted radio stations uh, mm. and their community who listens to them wants music of that genre that's how their raison d'etre whatever is sure. you know? so the first sure. thing was that look you need to do something in a genre uh, the second is whichever genre you you decide to do music in the music has to have repeat listening value this is called an rlv uh the common industry parlance there is that you need to understand that radio needs to play your song 10 times 12 times 13 times a day for that it needs to have repeat listening value you need a catchy chorus the song cannot be more than 3 minutes 15 seconds long uh you know these are the kind of things uh, that i learned and the third thing was that uh you know uh you it where you start is very important uh you can't really uh, you know just because you can sing and because you have say powerful vocal cords you shouldn't just aim at a you know kind of a slow sad love song you shouldn't start uh, you know trying to show off your vocals you know uh, do something which the listeners want to listen to and not what you want to initially uh, uh, you know offer it will come to a point where you can slowly start doing uh, whatever you want to do but in in the beginning you have to cater to these whole 
you know this large mass of people listening to radio in the mm-hmm. US and Europe you know so these three things actually just helped me to uh, start making music now in the genre i found myself right from childhood to be genre agnostic so i i never it's not like i like rock more than i like pop or i like r&b more i i just like them because you know there are good songs in every genre and uh, again i'm able to produce music uh, you know of various genres so i started uh, therefore you know with uh, with with all kinds of uh, genres and in 2020 i ended up uh, ended up doing seven to eight songs uh, of various genres and steven actually helped me to put all these things uh, and uh, they started doing well in the independent charts both in the on world uh, on, on the world independent charts which is europe and us together and also in the european indie top 100 now these charts actually reflect the uh, total amount of uh, airplay on radio so if automatically your song is playing on the radio and it's playing well uh, mm-hmm. you automatically enter and climb the chart so these charts are not like a vanity mm-hmm. thing or a report card thing it's really a very hard working uh, statistic of uh, you know how much your song was played uh, by the radio stations you know yeah. and then uh, and i think i realized that once you're a repeat uh, you know mm-hmm. your 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 coming i mean you're more frequent and they get familiar with you the radio station yeah. programmers become familiar with your name they become familiar with your work it becomes yeah. easier for your music after that to 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 climb faster Uh, sure. because now they know that you know there is a and i was lucky because steven being a grammy award uh, member and uh, a yeah. hugely influential person in the radio circuit actually mm. really placed me well uh, okay. you know for me to be able to 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 do that you know mm. so and then this led to at the end of uh, 2020 where uh, uh, my agent now agent martin langford uh, He, he used to work for another large uh, you know publicity uh, uh, you know musician publicity uh, agency and uh, he started his own uh, company called Langford Martin and Associates and he contacted me and he said look i will represent you here so the typical agent deal is that you know they get a, a share of your earnings and and uh, they promote you and the more and the more they promote you the more money you make on your music the more they make you know so it's like a very uh, strong win win kind of thing but okay. by then i already had uh, 1 million streams on spotify uh, over 2 million views on youtube so uh, i think they look for these stats uh, you know to say that your music is being accepted and uh, before they decide to represent you you know and that set me to the to the to 2021 uh, where i actually with martin's help uh, you know was able to now in this year with uh, five six songs down the line uh, i can say I, i'm actually doing much better than i was doing last year in my um both in terms of uh, the quality of music as well as me having an understanding of what that game is like great okay vinith let's give our listeners a taste of some of your music can we play one of your songs which one do you want me to play uh, i think uh, i would like to start with the one there in what i released in january because in each of these songs is something that i have always wanted to say which is inside my heart Uh, so that's called dreaming out loud uh, and the chorus is and dreaming out loud not screaming out loud is that i think you need to uh, you know action your dreams and let your dreams uh, become reality and you know put uh, you know put effort behind them uh, and then those whatever you produce will kind of work for itself and and you don't have to scream out from the rooftop saying look uh, you know i'm good at what i do you know uh, so i think that would be uh, an apt <laughs> song to begin with you know.
Wow, that sounds really amazing. Dreaming out loud with Vineet. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Okay, let's go on exploring more with the super talented Vineet Singh Hukmani. You mentioned that you are specifically targeting at the US and uh, European markets. Is there a specific audience that you are targeting at for your music? See, uh once you are going to the radio stations uh, genre wise every genre has a uh, age profile and mm. uh, you know a male to female ratio every genre has its own demographics right sure. so if you look at uh, chr pop pop 40 is uh, the uh, you know the justin bieber the ariana grande is the weekend all these kind of bands uh, they largely target a very younger audience which is like say starting at 13 going up to like 24 25 so automatically when you do a song in that genre or that radio station accepts you uh, you you know that your song is is going to possibly do well in that audience yeah Uh, the mm-hmm. minute you go to adult contemporary, which is people like Sam Smith, John Legend, John Mayer, mm-hmm. these are people who uh, this would be for a 25, 27 plus kind of audience, going up to 40, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Minute you go to rock, rock is definitely a more older audience uh, because these are people who grew up with classic rock, etc. So it'll definitely be a 35 plus. Uh, mm-hmm. uh kind of audience and then hip hop and r&b uh, you know it really is young at the same time but uh, you know it's very difficult to say because there are genres like funk and r&b which have been around for years so mm-hmm. there is an older audience for that but then hip hop is uh, is is very very young because it's it's changed so much from the time than it was in the 90s and stuff like that so if you're genre agnostic i think you're also my my, uh, my agent was responsible for this so i have to do nine songs this year and wow. one in every format one in every we have already done five we have to do okay. four more and from two artists uh, i have this learnings hello mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is basically uh, at uh, uh, things like michael jackson now when thriller was released thriller uh, had uh, all genres of uh, songs in that album right beat it was rock uh, you know human mm-hmm. nature was pop uh, mm-hmm. a love song actually more adult contemporary uh if you take uh, thriller itself it was disco if you take yeah. uh, billy jean it was like funk you know so yeah. uh, michael jackson actually at that point of time and that is one of the i uh, probably one of the largest selling albums in the world uh mm. set the path for what is being genre, genre agnostic and the reason that album did so well is because mm. songs were playing simultaneously across the different formats of radio stations and every radio station was loving that album uh oh. right and uh, so i think somewhere there uh, you know was was a very very important learning and then in today's day and age there is bruno mars where i would say that this guy is probably the most genre agnostic or taylor swift uh, they can sing anything rock country pop disco uh, you know uh, anything they can just they can just do wonders with anything right so mm-hmm. i think that that was a very important uh, part also to say that and my agent was actually coming from there saying that look when you're starting out you really don't know you're going to be accepted in or which uh, you know it's like education right in the beginning your education is as general as possible and then you specialize right uh, so this was the, i i found that this was a similar approach that you actually have to do music in every genre and then in one you may gain more acceptance than something else and then you slowly start focusing and and start becoming a specialist if that agrees with your mentality otherwise you can continue to be a generalist and and enjoy music you know? sure sure so where do you create your music do you, do you have a home studio or do you record in external uh, studios 
uh, I have a home studio now uh, from the la- for the last about a year now. Okay. Uh, because uh, during the pandemic it was very difficult uh, i had already signed up with martin to do nine songs in the year and i have, I have a contractual obligation yeah. uh, so this, that happened in december and then march the march 2020 uh, the pandemic hit and yeah. there was no way to go anywhere and record and do those things and while i had a very uh, you know like a basic setup i actually uh, went to youtube and uh, educated myself on how to uh set up a good home studio you know and uh, and i also talked to a lot of people across the world uh, you know mm-hmm. who had set up home studios uh, you know as what is really necessary uh, mm-hmm. to do so uh, now you know on the online world is uh, you know uh, the electronic i mean the studio electronics is first of all uh, not expensive um, uh, secondly it is easily available and third uh, you know you have to know how to use your equipment uh, you know it's not about how expensive the equipment is you have to know how to use it and uh, your ear is always the best judge of uh, you know apart from all the technology that whether you are hitting home uh, you are hitting close to the to the sound that is accepted internationally and and things like that you know so it's like anything else you know you you keep listening to those uh, those other songs and then you realize what they are doing and then you learn and whatever you don't know there's always a, a diy video on youtube and you can find out how to do that you know so i do have a home studio now uh, i do most of the music at home but uh, obviously there is live drums sometimes some songs need that some songs need guitars uh, so uh, basically you know i i work on a mac platform so you know you can easily connect over the cloud over the internet with musicians across the world and they listen they track it and they send you the file and then you do uh, whatever mixing you want to do um yeah. and i also have uh, some help from a mastering uh, you know engineers etc who who you know basically just evaluate uh, no longer am i sending music uh, to them to master but uh, it's good always to send it to somebody who you know who listens to a finished products and t- and t- tells you whether is this is this good or not you know or do you still need to do some work so more or less it happens out of uh, everything happens out of home but uh, yeah. i'm still connected to a whole lot of professionals who know more than me so Uh, mm-hmm. at any point in time that i need help I, i can kind of tap into that this pandemic has been one of the worst in over a century or so how has the covid pandemic impacted the musicians and the music industry as a whole i think it's uh, pretty much like any other sector you know um, of course mm-hmm. musicians live music has been hit the hardest which is obvious because mm-hmm. all the venues closed down um yes. Uh, so musicians uh, you know i think in the pandemic i was probably fortunate that i was trying to make sense of it all during the pandemic so i had to and and there are others also like me i mean it's just not me but uh, i understood uh, you know when you when you start off uh, you know kind of you're in the uh, in in a problematic situation you somehow tend to uh, figure out a new path you know you you try to figure out what can you do uh uh you know to 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 make a different kind of uh, commercial model around what you're doing you know so uh i think history has taught us all in music that uh, just like in retail or in any other business that you know uh, offline is right so music also is exactly like that there is online and there is offline right uh so the offline part of music started suffering a lot with the pandemic Uh, but the online part has grown by leaps and bounds you know so if you look at listenership on spotify or even on radio 
uh, you know uh, or uh, the number of total number of songs being produced the uh, equipment that is now available and comes to you through amazon or what i mean the whole thing has got a huge boost uh, so and the revenue models are changing on a daily basis you know so earlier it was like you you would uh, you know release music and uh, while the royalties is the mainstay of uh, earning for an artist it mm-hmm. was really the live uh, shows that gave you the big bucks right yeah but uh, if the live shows aren't there uh, there's a whole lot of other entertainment opportunity that is opened up so now you can lease out your songs uh, which mm-hmm. is called sync placement so there are people like am um, the otts which is amazon netflix they always look for well produced music so uh they buy your music they rent out your music and and therefore pay you for that uh there are other artists uh, you know after you like for example there could be an artist who's more famous than you you could lease out your song to them so it's essentially written by you and you still get publishing and other credits and royalties uh sure. but imagine like you know so I'm just giving you an example like some day if uh, what if uh, you know bruno mars says look benita i like your song and can you lease this out to me but when he sings it he probably take it to another level altogether if i i can get say a million uh, streams on youtube he can probably get 1 billion right so my earning my earning potential actually becomes higher if my song gets leased out so i have like uh, now you know uh, kind of put my uh, and uh, thanks again to martin langford because uh, you know he helped me realize the e music model right uh, so there was the offline music world i think we are more well entrenched into the e music situation so i'm not really right now stressing about forming a band and touring and doing all those things mm-hmm. uh because i think uh, a lot of listeners have changed also in the pandemic they are mm-hmm. okay to listen to you watch your videos uh, possibly you know say and when live performances do come back uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to take that step as it comes but i think the pandemic has uh, taught us a lot of lesson of uh, a lot of lessons on e music on how do you uh, mm-hmm. you know become an e musician wow that's really nice Through your songs there is a certain message that you want to communicate your song jab the world became a big hit what's the inspiration for you to create the song yeah i think every one of the songs uh, you know i was just trying to uh, spread some optimism first inside myself and then mm-hmm. and then you know communicate those uh, though it sounds very selfish to do it like that but actually mm-hmm. unless you don't feel good yeah. you can't really spread good you know uh, yeah. so uh, dreaming out loud was uh, you know just a you know one kick in the butt for me to say that uh, you know uh, stop dreaming and start acting on your dreams uh, and i think that uh, uh, that also resonated with a lot of people saying that wow you know that's a good thing to do to dream out loud and not scream out loud you know mm-hmm. so uh, jab the world uh, when jab the world i mean the vaccine news had already started coming out in late february march uh, kind of a thing in in 2021 and um, so uh, i thought this is a very optimist and i felt optimistic when i got the, you know when the news started hitting that look finally there's going to be a end to all this uh, to to this thing right and uh, but then i got thinking that uh, you know uh, somehow the world had united a lot in this suffering uh, but what i realized is that probably when all the suffering is over we'll go back to being divided again you know in in every form, in every way you know um, and so jab the world is a very happy peppy you know dance rock kind of song the inherent message is that uh, you know uh, is hoping for a world where there's a vaccine that actually cures hate and uh, disaffection and climate apathy and you know gender biases and all that saying that the real things that are wrong the real diseases in the world are actually these um biological diseases can always be cured but social diseases and emotional diseases also need a vaccine you know? 
so jab the world actually came from from that and uh, the day i launched it on the same day that i took my first vaccine which was on march 16th which is uh, uh, the world vaccination day uh, i took it on that day and the same day we launched the song and uh, you know a lot of people uh, i think uh, found the message very inspiring because you know you can actually make a song about uh, you know write it about a particular event oh there's a vaccine now and there were many people i found in the west writing songs about uh, a vaccine right yeah. but i kind of said the only way to make this a little timeless is if you put a large larger message into sure. it that uh, you know it's a vaccination against hate and okay. uh, that was my first experience with uh, you know moving from independent music charts to a mainstream chart uh, sure. so this song went all the way to radio stations all across rock radio in the us uh, i think uh, everybody played it and i i am really grateful for that i never knew that it can happen with a person who's not tied up with a label or is an independent musician but uh, it went on the digital radio tracker which is the biggest radio tracking organization it's uh, yes. like the uh, it's the research agency which monitors yes. all the all the radio stations in the US you know yes. so the DRT it's called the DRT so DRT has various charts the DRT pop rock uh, you know hip hop r&b so this yes. went into the peak into uh, the DRT top 50 at number 8 and oh. i could see all my rock idols next to me acdc evanescence you know papa roach your green day all the bands that i have listened uh, growing up with i saw my name along with them uh, it was a very very surreal uh, crazily surreal uh, feeling uh, I and i and yeah i was actually you know when when everybody was telling me that look you know now you have to think like a mainstream artist yeah. and uh, so you know you feel great uh, that it has been it has been but you also feel humbled because Yeah. Then I looked again at those charts and I saw look at ACDC they've been around for over 25 years 26 years. Yeah. Uh they are in those charts because of the huge audience and uh you know they're legends right? Yes. Uh so I should not I, I I should not be comparing with them but actually you know trying to understand that what uh helps you to stay in the charts not just uh you know get there. So the pressure comes back to you saying that look now that you've done Uh, yeah. something so jab the world i would uh, i would call it my defining moment uh, sure. you know where i feel like i've crossed over from independent music to mainstream uh, music okay let's check out jab the world by vinit which became a massive hit internationally inspiring people around the world to get themselves vaccinated to save us from the deadly covid virus to all the people in the labs for giving the world a second chance
Jab the World by Vineet with a message for people around the world to vaccinate themselves, to protect them from the virus and most importantly, hatred towards humanity. Okay, now uh, back to India uh, where the film music is so dominant in our country. Can we say yeah. that the uh, independent music scene is uh, reviving with the help of uh, digital? Um. these terms which is uh, so let's just you know for the sake of this conversation put two easy you know easy terms for anybody who is listening to understand one is that there is always be a mainstream space and there will always be an independent space irrespective of which country you are in right uh, so now those mainstream uh, has a bunch of parameters and the independent stream has a bunch of parameters so when people say indie abroad indie is just short form of independent it is not actually a genre Uh, so uh, either you are mainstream meaning that you are uh, you know funded by a label and you're making it through the big radio stations and and your music is being accepted everywhere or you're working in a niche which is in an independent uh, music situation right so in india your question was specifically about india so i'll i'll talk about that india sure. bollywood has is the mainstream uh, play right and uh, when i say not only bollywood i think even regional cinema today whether it's tamil telugu kannada malayalam Uh, apart from hindi all this would come under so cinema music is probably mainstream in india right sure sure and uh, anything that is not cinema music possibly mm. would be independent music so whether it is ghazals or whether it is religious music or uh, whether it is somebody trying to sing in english or you know mm. whatever it may be if you're mm. not film uh, you're actually independent i mean just it's it's uh, pretty much a polarized environment that way, right sure so uh, now what is the weightage given by media any form of media be it online or offline to these two dynamics to the dynamics of mainstream or independent right in india 
uh, right from radio to digital to everybody puts most of their effort of creating their platforms of you know all the music or curation from the uh, cinema space because yeah. they believe that that is where all the magic lies and that is where all the fans are and that is where everything else is right yeah. and the independent space gets very little traction even today compared to what is being given to to bollywood or to the regional mm-hmm. film uh, mm-hmm. it is still being treated like uh, you know that there is a, in india it is still mm-hmm. being treated like uh, you know this is the this is the kind of stuff that you know they they are beginning with the assumption that this audience is small mm-hmm. right now if you if you just if you just for the sake of understanding uh, you know where india is limited i'm just turning to the mm-hmm. world situation right mm-hmm. now in the world uh mm-hmm. mainstream there is no cinema music there right it never yeah. was there uh, yeah. so you had the michael jackson the madonnas they never sang for films they were all independent yes. artists at one point in time yes and radio there radio was a leadership medium and continues to be that where radio decided to play even unknown people right from the 60s and 70s whether it was beatles or whether it was mm-hmm. that they even once upon a time beatles were independent artists right mm-hmm. but radio uh, supported that dynamic hugely and as a result these artists became huge and then yeah. uh, then mtv came in the in the 80s that uh, did its bit because the world there realized that mm-hmm. there is a there is a huge uh, bridge between the independent and mainstream that means anybody who is independent today has mm-hmm. the possibility of becoming mainstream tomorrow right so the media is based the media is like a bridge uh, situation mm-hmm. so they are not restricting you saying you belong here or you belong here right they are sure. listening to you they are hearing you out and they are pushing you hoping that you go into the mainstream because that's good for them also yeah. uh, right so imagine uh, chicago has 40 radio stations everybody cannot keep on playing justin bieber somebody has to discover something new otherwise they can't survive yeah. right so so yeah. just imagine that whole uh, all across the us and europe that whole mentality existing and how yeah. much of a uh, boost that independent music will get now in mm-hmm. india the situation is that even radio decided mm-hmm. to focus on bollywood so mm-hmm. whenever a media this is a common uh, study which is published by deloitte and various other people they said that if you are not uh, you know if if you do not treat radio or sure. some of the media as a leader medium that means that you set the path for what mm-hmm. you want to do you shouldn't follow another industry mm-hmm. uh, so if radio follows bollywood radio will always be smaller than bollywood and always sure. lower in revenue but if they had opened it up 12 15 years ago and i'm p- also part of that journey so i'm not mm. saying that somebody did something wrong and we also made those mistakes mm. uh, is that uh, you know uh, always thinking that india is meant to be small and mm. uh, mainstream is meant to be big it, it's not like that anywhere else in the world now digital is uh, possibly i think doing a better job than what radio did in terms of uh, understanding that the independent movement is there and we need mm. to do something but mm. the scale is very 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 small now uh, like i explained to you earlier that uh, it is important for your music to become uh, to get discovered right mm. now sure. unless a large media does not allow you to uh, you know put your song out there uh, sure. competing with the others uh, who are also mainstream there's no way for you to get discovered so digital by itself i think does not allow for a very high form of discovery where its greatest strength is to give you great access right mm-hmm. uh, there's another beautiful thing about radio which which uh, you know unfortunately is it's difficult for digital to implement and i'm not yeah. saying this because i'm a radio buff as a musician 
both sure. radio and digital are equally important for me you know otherwise we cannot yeah. survive right yeah. uh radio has a concept of shared listenership so that means you know you and me could be listening to the same song while driving to work uh and the rj is actually on the station introducing that song talking about it in a very nice way or endorsing that song right yeah uh that results in a huge amplification or huge discovery however on digital media i don't know what you're listening to and you don't know what i'm listening to because there is no shared listenership yeah. uh so the exponential growth that happens with shared listenership does not happen in digital media that easily yeah. uh you know i have to like a song so much to be yeah. wanting to share it with say five of my friends Sure. Uh, you wish doesn't happen because people are lazy and you know nobody wants to share okay i heard one nice song done uh, kind of a thing you know so i think this uh, uh, while there is development uh, and also because bollywood kind of slowed down a bit during the pandemic and there was a whole lot of independent music coming out uh, the mindset change needed in various media uh, you know radio and digital is that look stop making this assumption that bollywood is big and indie is small you have to assume that one day even independent music will be probably bigger or as uh, powerful as uh, as as bollywood you know uh, if you look at some of the networks of people i mean if you look at today uh, bruno mars or justin bieber they probably yeah. their networks are more or comparable to any large film star Uh, sure. you know so they're not dependent on playback singing or uh, a movie or anything like that you know uh, and that happened because of radio that happened because of radio because of digital media believing that every uh, independent artist deserves a shot sure sure So tell me in the music business who's making money are the labels making money artists making money or or uh, platforms like the streaming guys and the radio guys making who's making money I think right now uh, it would uh, if you see who's at the top of the food chain it would be the, still be the labels because mm-hmm. the labels own all the music and the content sure. uh, and they are the ones who give it out uh, give this content for a fee to the digital streaming uh, sure. people and they collect those uh, digital royalties and um, you know all those royalties in advance mm-hmm. uh, so they they I don't think it's uh, about 4 uh, 5 years ago when piracy was very large because of digital um uh, they were losing out but now with the advent of uh, you know apple and spotify and you know all the digital streaming because they need to keep uh, very powerful libraries uh, the music labels have found uh, uh, good customers and these people who who basically you know they they lease out their songs to these people on an annual basis you know or on sure. a, you know whatever the contract is yeah. uh, radio exact another is another form of revenue for the for the for the uh, music labels so i would say the music labels are are right on top in terms okay. of uh, uh, you know uh, the earnings and yeah. uh, the obviously the first people who come next after the music labels would be those artists which are on those music labels yeah. so the yeah. top 20 artists in the world would probably corner uh, you know that 80 20 rule they would corner probably 85% of the total revenue in sure. the music because they are heard more they are played more and their royalties uh, this thing they they charge more for their shows so those artists would come into into the the thing next uh post that i think it would be the next in line would uh, possibly be people like radio uh because uh, radio has a huge base and you know still in the world it's a 50 billion dollar industry uh because of ad revenues and and things like that uh but that is uh, indirect revenue that is from ads is not directly from music uh then would come your digital streaming sites because uh, i don't think uh, they probably just breaking even Uh, though their turnovers are very high, but their uh, you know their profitability is still uh, the same because they are uh, they 
paying subscribers and mm. in a lot of markets uh, you know like even in india the paying subscribers are are very less it mm. is the the free subscribers which which actually make up the bulk of the of the listener thing you know so i think they are also trying hard to give more value on the platform so that people start subscribing mm. uh, so once subscription revenue goes up then i think these people uh, you know the digital streaming uh, sites will also start making uh, uh, a lot of money you know uh, and the last would be in that uh, scale would be the independent artist Uh, sure. uh you know so also i would say that if you if you uh, treat it like a business and if it's not just about uh, mm-hmm. you know if you have a simple thing called uh, you know we all know the simple formula and business is revenue minus uh, yes. cost is equal to profit right yeah. uh, i think an independent musician if you change the formula to revenue minus profit is equal to cost mm-hmm. uh, you can do pretty well i mean you you need to mm-hmm. keep your uh, cost so low and mm-hmm. keep a profit target in mind saying that look if i'm going to uh you know spend uh, 10 lakhs this year on my music i have to make 14 lakhs back right sure uh so if you're getting a 40% 50% return on your music uh mm-hmm. that's damn good uh yeah. but then you need to you need to kind of uh so while uh, you ask me who's making more money i think uh, yeah. uh the labels obviously yeah. but independent musicians need to realize that it's a business yeah. uh so if you uh, start spending more the mm-hmm. chances of recovery are very very remote Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to spend less but make high quality uh, two of the one or two of the things which actually uh, uh, you know make a lopsided formula is that yeah. uh, you know if you if everything is about the audio and mm-hmm. uh, audio is what is playing in uh, spotify and apple on radio and audio is so big mm-hmm. all over the world spending mm-hmm. 25 lakhs on a music video does not make sense Sure. Uh, you know, uh, no, no longer because YouTube does not pay those kind of revenues that it used to about yeah. eight or ten years ago, right? So yeah. that's one of the learnings that artists find it hard to digest. They say, no, no, video is very important, right? Yeah. Uh, second is that if you rely on expensive producers uh, and you do not produce music yourself, again, your cost is going to go up. Sure. Uh, so you have to be. Uh, I think if you're cost conscious and you know you're making money, uh, yeah. you can sustain yourself. You know? yeah. That's beautifully explained, Vineet. The business of music, with clear ROIs, like a true-blooded businessman. Vineet, your kids who are twins, Avni and uh, Veer, uh, they also done few songs. Are they looking at becoming uh, music stars? I think uh, the you know they are uh, as parents. My wife and me, we're just trying to expose them to various things. You know, various sure. skills, various. uh you know and and we have to leave it up to them to figure out what they really want to do sure. but uh i find it very gratifying to see that music comes to them very effortlessly they sing in key and pitch right from they were singing when they were like 3 years or 4 years old uh you know so i was i suddenly felt that yeah some of uh, the the genetic this thing has rubbed off you know and uh, so that's a good thing uh, we did the first song when they were just 8 uh, or 9 years old just as an experiment and yeah. that really skyrocketed in uh, you know children of their age group sure. um, so i think uh, they we are trying to teach them that uh, you know it's not about being a star actually uh, sure. you have to uh, you know understand the hard work behind any form of creative process you know so mm-hmm. how do you write a song how do you produce a song how do you market a song you know they have through the three or four songs that we've done they've learned yeah. a lot now sure. that learning for them either may be enjoyable or not enjoyable like for example uh, for my son the technical yeah. side of production and all is very enjoyable he he always wants to know what is that software you're using what are you doing how are you making sure. it sound like that right 
my daughter is uh, just interested in the end result and uh, you know she 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 wants the song to sound great she's more the you know the diva where she has to you know uh, uh, pass her this thing on the and she's a very good singer and my son has actually both started singing but my son is now gravitated more towards the guitar so so this is uh, i think we don't know uh, we've given them a kind of a foundation uh, sure. to think uh, they do come to me when they have a song idea so the last song the one song which we did in 2021 was can i go now sure. uh, which was there uh, you know all the time sitting more online classes and getting bored uh, their constant uh, thing looking at the screen was you know they wish they could tell their teacher can i go now i want to do other things and i want to talk to my friends on a video call or do all these things and you know all the time studying is so we created a song out of that and uh, it really did well and so i think they have also started enjoying the fact that you know if you create a good song and then yeah. people start appreciating that uh, that itself is a reward so sure. i don't know if uh, you know and i'm very happy that they're very grounded there's n- never talk of i want to be famous or i want to be rich with this so you know there's always this art conversations are always about the effort uh, sure. so i think that's a good uh, learning for them fabulous let's see if if, if they if they uh, yeah. you know later on in life i think we've given them that grounding where they can always come back to me and say look i want to do something or if they want to work with another set of musicians people their age uh, right. you know we are we are open for uh, you know whether they decide to do it full time or not it's all up to whether they want to uh, do it you know can we play one of their songs yeah sure that's uh, the song called can i go now i think that would appeal to a lot of uh, you know, anybody very young uh, still in online i think there a lot of people who are working from home who get sick of their bosses on watching them on screen and saying can i go now you can't really say it but it's on your mind you know? <laughs> <laughs> great so here it is can i go now
really nice. Okay, so what's your advice to youngsters who want to become uh, musicians and uh, start creating music? Yeah, so we formed GreatSong.World, which is the mm-hmm. foundation that we formed uh, in this year, is exactly for this purpose. How to uh, reduce the learning curve of all the stuff that I have learned in the last. How can I institutionalize this and actually pass on this learning to a lot of young people? Yeah. So I'll just uh, briefly explain what that sure. advice would be, and sure. this is professional advice. So I'm not really, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's many times I'm asked this question. So. Uh, what is your advice so people say you know <laughs> things like uh, you know stay at it and don't give up and all that. i'm not going to say any of that because i think i've been i'm i'm, I'm doing this as a profession and uh, yeah. greatsong.world is a professional organization actually helping youngsters uh, yeah. to reach their global music goals you know sure. so i i would say first of all uh, i think the first critical thing to do is ask yourself are you doing this Uh, to make yourself happy uh, is it for your own soul or something like that or are you doing this for commercial reasons mm-hmm. now if you are doing it for your own soul to make you happy to do that there are no rules please just follow it follow your heart do whatever you like right but the minute you want to earn from it the minute you want to make uh, some kind of commercial sense out of it then you have to follow a bunch of rules right the first rule is uh, obviously that you cannot ever compromise on the audio quality of your song you have to uh, you know make it the best possible uh, audio that there is because that is the core of everything that you're going to do whether it is going to be radio spotify or apple everybody right to the grammys they only listen to the audio right so it is very very critical that you decide uh, that you know the audio is very very uh, uh, you know important the next question is to decide is which part of the geographical area do you want to be in uh, do you want to uh, make music only for india then obviously there is the mainstream stuff because in the non mainstream stuff it's very difficult to ma- you know make commercial sense right however if you're aiming for the world because it's a much larger music market it's it runs into trillions of dollars compared to a very small fraction of uh, music actually is made in india you know mm-hmm. uh, So if you want to and today's youngsters are all global they are actually watching all those global artists so I would assume 95% of all youngsters actually want to do uh, something global you know they don't want to do something in music which is uh, largely indian so uh, so if that is the case then you have to follow these three things that uh, understand that radio is the only thing that will help you with discovery of your music uh sure. digital etc will help you with fabulous access uh you need to understand the clear tools of marketing youtube instagram facebook etc of how it works there not here and uh, finally you need to you need eminence mentoring you need uh, mentoring by people like uh, renowned grammy award winners songwriters people who can actually polish you and uh, you know help you get the uh, get a respectful personality not just a famous personality right Uh, so this we actually at the at, at greatsong.world this is what we are doing we are actually yeah. helping youngsters uh, as young as 15 16 to get their footing right and, yeah. and i find that these guys are uh, far better learners than people who are already in their 30s because yeah. they've got used to doing things a particular way uh, you, you know and uh, for example there are many uh, tracks that we receive Mm-hmm. which have already been mixed and it's okay you can you know people have finished a song you can be do accept finished music but uh, the the what you call the failure rate of that uh, when it's not ex- and we don't uh, judge the the just the creative quality of the music we're just judging will this song be accepted for radio yeah. 
uh, globally yeah. right yeah. Uh, does it have repeat listening value and does it is it produced beautifully right mm-hmm. now on those parameters most of the songs are of india and i don't see this uh, you know in japan or in korea because we have clients in canada we have clients in australia uh, mm-hmm. there is a more openness to actually uh, you know go back to the studio and re-record it and do it better mm-hmm. uh, right here yeah. if it's done uh, you know people don't want to make that change mm-hmm. uh, and i keep telling people that even michael jackson remixed and mastered billie jean 91 times before it was released Wow. Right? Uh, and Quincy Jones got tired uh, after the 45th they changed four recording engineers. Now if somebody like him sure. can actually keeps, you know, uh, trying so hard to get it right. Uh, there is nobody has, you know, uh, you know, should not have a problem in actually saying, look, let me go back to the drawing board and uh, redo this and recreate that, right? So uh, I think these simple uh, things and and then uh, putting that advice and you know, I think somewhere uh, uh you know uh, all the uh, it comes more easy to younger people than older people that you need to learn new things uh just because you did a song 2 years ago in a particular way and you relied on one musician and you went to one studio and did the, don't keep repeating that because there's no point you still get the same result right uh, yeah. uh look at all these people you know you were they worked with different producers different setup different genres just to create more excitement mm-hmm. Uh, around mm. the thing you know so i think being mm. a learner for life and uh, keep experimenting keep do- doing those things are are, uh, are very important you know um, so the the good advice uh, you know in a nutshell i would tell people is that uh, mm. irrespective of which country you stay in you need a delocalized okay. mindset uh, because sure. the if you want to be a e musician delocalization mm. in your brain in your heart in your soul is critical you can work with anybody from brazil anybody from austria anybody from anywhere why would sure. you only work with people who are just your you know your neighbor or 2 kilometers away from you or 3 kilometers away from you you know sure. so uh, that's a very very important thing that i think these few things if even if you get 15 youngsters in india who can understand this you can yeah. have a uh, indian wave in the global charts you know see i am yeah. i am much older if i can at this age and actually get my songs into the charts sitting in my home studio in noida i am telling you mm-hmm. there are at least 50 youngsters out there who can beat me at it beat me hollow uh, to it you know but they just have to learn how to play the game well that's an amazing piece of advice for those who are keen to create music and make mark so all you youngsters who are listening to the show right now just go for it all the best guys Okay Vinith what's in the pipeline for you now do you have planned uh, releases through the year how does it work yeah uh, i think my uh, my agent is the pipeline he's decide what uh, decides right at the beginning of the year what goes into the pipeline okay. so we have uh, finished uh, you know various genre songs uh, in mm-hmm. um, june uh, june was my first hip hop song which again reached the drt hip hop charts also okay. um, Okay. now uh, turning back time is an electronic dance this is grammy season actually right now so most of the musicians yeah. everybody is busy with their submissions and artists are busy so mm-hmm. i i really don't have a, a release now but in we are the next release is on august 26th uh, which mm-hmm. is a funk uh, funk kind of song which is your you know in the genre of say james brown or bruno mars or Uh, if you heard uptown funk uh, obviously i think yes. everybody's heard uptown funk yeah. Yeah. um michael jackson's uh, songs like uh, you know don't stop till you get enough or or mm-hmm. jamira koe you know all these yeah. uh, 
funk is a very big genre in the US so Martin has told me yeah. to do that and we are in the process of right now recording and uh, doing the the funk song i have also taken some spanish lessons uh, because i i uh, i have to do a latino pop uh, because latino pop sure. is very big in the US uh, and it's gaining yeah. huge amount of traction in in europe also now uh and they in fact it's so big that now latin uh, music has its own grammy awards the latin grammy yeah. you know? okay. so yeah so they have the for probably the only genre in the world which has uh, a separate grammy uh, sure. for itself you know sure. uh, that's sure. how big it is so martin kept telling me and then i don't have the pronunciation so i have taken some spanish vocal pronunciation lessons and things like that even for hip hop i had to uh, take okay. uh, diction lessons and and coaching mm-hmm. on phrasing and and how actually do you create uh, stuff like that so there's that okay. spanish thing happening uh which okay. probably should come around the festival season um uh thing then i have a uh, you know always a request from a whole lot of people of doing a slow melodious love song kind of a thing so okay. we have that in the pipeline uh, again that is in line with the roadmap that martin has said that so far okay. we've not entered a song into the adult contemporary radio stations you know okay. so automatically that will find its way and then mm-hmm. we will probably round off the year uh, in january december where, where i'm planning to do re-release all these songs in the form of an album again but with one lead single uh sure. which which uh, should kind of round off the year and it also helps me finish off my contractual obligations for this year you know? so uh, i think the most important thing is that we are following a plan and uh, mm-hmm. to uh, and a lot of effort is going into it and it uh, seems to be working now uh, exactly. post that we'll have to see you know does this result in a labor deal what is the next step yeah. uh, it's like yeah. you know finishing yeah. college and then uh, filling out giving an entrance exam for <laughs> the next level of uh, education <laughs> let's see uh, you know where it goes nice nice but i'm i'm really excited so, about the company because great song dot world uh, yeah. we've got a bunch yeah. of workshops and seminars coming up for okay. uh, for all the youngsters so you know raj if you meet people and you know anybody listening to this podcast yeah. who wants uh, some yeah. advice to be given to 15 16 year old teenagers on how to make it in the Fabulous. world of music please feel free of be gla- very very glad to help them out fabulous so how does one contact you yeah you just go to greatsong.world um all right and if you have a song ready there there's a uh, there's a pdf uh, process pdf which uh, either anybody can read very easily and understand what we do and if you sure. have a song ready you can just press submit song and it comes to us and uh, sure. otherwise you can just contact us on the website telling telling us what you're really doing and and uh, sure. so my uh, partner in singapore which is uh, sara velna she receives all the mails and she will she will uh, you know uh, be able to guide people on what step next to do you know great song dot world right yeah yeah great It's basically the premise of the company is the name of the company. So it says if you yeah. have a great song, we can get it heard all over the world. So therefore, cool. great song dot world. <laughs> nice, nice concept. <laughs> great, Vinit. What do you do other than music? What are your hobbies? Uh, I think now uh, with the you know kids growing up, uh, you know, so spending time with family. I'm really grateful during the pandemic that has happened, and you know we we yeah. watch a lot of movies and. uh you know carrom every sunday we play a round of carrom board it's a very competitive sport in my house so that that's important i i love driving so driving is my my next big uh, okay. have, have you know like a pastime after uh you know music 
so whatever sure. little time i get you know drive here and there but now i'm planning to do a little more of that once because things are opening up mm-hmm. uh, and and it's probably uh, the uh, good way to also travel safe where you're not really traveling in a crowd and and stuff like that let's see uh, i mean i i i the, the music and uh, driving is probably my thing and movies would come okay uh, this thing you know great third great great so what's in your uh, bucket list uh, which is yet to be accomplished i don't have a bucket list actually i i just uh, i think uh, god has been very good to me to uh, you know help me yeah. uh, you know you know so there's something i was watching the other day in youtube uh, uh, one of these motivational speeches by denzel washington Mm-hmm. and uh, he says whatever you're doing uh, mm-hmm. the itch the itch that you have inside actually yeah. god put it there right sure. god put that itch inside you it would be <laughs> foolish not to act on it right yeah. so yeah. i am acting on that itch and uh, yeah. i have uh, discovered only one thing uh, mm-hmm. not to sound too spiritual about this but i think this is my reality is sure. that uh, you know there is something beyond being skilled and talented and passionate is a thing yeah. called being devoted Uh, you sure. have to be devoted to what you do where you cannot even imagine yourself doing anything else right uh, i have finally reached that part uh, so Great. i am just uh, within that space i have a huge list of things i still want to do but at least sure. i am in the in the right space and then from here uh, some of them will work some of them will not work but i don't think my devotion will get affected in any way Great. okay before we end the show can we get to hear you sing live uh, i think i'm very bad at uh, right now without any music or anything like that and you made me talk so much so half my <laughs> voice is <laughs> half my voice is gone uh, i don't have a, you know something anything ready uh, okay so then but, why don't uh, we play something one of your songs maybe yeah sure you can play my uh, newest uh, the latest release which is turning back time okay sure or or actually i think the better thing because of this devotion thing that i spoke about i think that's very uh, apparent in my hip hop okay. song called i pray oh uh, great uh, for me among uh, lyrically that's the best song i've ever written so okay. uh, so far yeah. <laughs> i pray uh, that would be a nice thing and i basically send this out to everybody who's listening that uh, you know when you pray you're actually having the most honest conversation with yourself Yes. Uh, and uh, that is probably the highest form of optimism prayer is uh, you know yes. o2 for the soul you know yeah. so yeah. i think you and this is not a this is not a serious song this is actually a cool prayer song it's a cool hip hop yeah. uh, prayer song uh, okay. i got inspired by drake who about 2 years ago wrote a song called god's plan okay. i think hip hop uh, lends itself beautifully to mixing spirituality and and the cool music uh, mm-hmm. so this uh, is a result of that now i'm very proud of this and uh, If you have time you can possibly even play a part of turning back time. Uh, sure. That's that's an electronic dance kind of thing. So we'll do that. I just got to do that. Pray. I just need to feel that. Pray. We just got to we just got to do that. We just need to feel that. Pray. I pray for your smile so that it will come back. I pray for your strength so that you can fight back. Don't waste your time looking for people to blame. Save yourself first from the hate and pain. Higher, there's a shiny light force inside you. Just silent, quiet whisper for every brother and sister. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I just gotta do that. Pray. I just need to feel that. 
Before we wind up, we have one more great song from Vinny, Turning Back Time. Enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Turning back time To a place when things were fine Turning back, press and rewind To a time when you were mine Now I'm turning back, turning back time To a better place in my
Cause it'll go 